Welcome and thanks for joining us today on this podcast where we're all about developing the mindset, the runner's mindset as in psyche, as in your mental processes that eventually determine your attitude and maybe just it might inspire you to use the upcoming holiday period for some mental training. Welcome to Hypno Running, the show where we do more than just talk about running. We help you find solutions to develop your full potential making you a better, faster, and smarter runner. And here is your host, Heiko. Yes, indeed. As the lady said, Heiko is my name, H-E-I-K-O. And I just had a throwback moment into the late 1990s. I lived and worked in New Delhi. And for those of you that perhaps come from a, a small town in the U.S. or in the U.K. or somewhere else in Europe, it was a surprise. It was a shock. The amount of people, the traffic, hang on, no, the constant flow of traffic and without any visible accidents, surprise. And that was the time when the Ericsson T28 was the craze. It, wow, you remember the Ericsson T28? If not, you might remember the ad, Harry Hotline or Harry at the cafe or Harry at the barbershop. And in the neighborhood, um, where I stayed, there was a actually it was a great running community, and I say this with with the utmost respect because running in Delhi, you will hardly ever have an easy run, and many factors for that. I mean, number one, the weather. It it is hot. It can be humid, and the rainy season. It's you don't even want to go out for a run. You really don't want to go out for a run if it's if it's raining. The pavements, the obstacles. So every run is an extremely challenging run, and and still today I have great memories of. Of living there and um, the, the people, the culture, and the it's the places I've been to, and just a, a quick diversion. Early early one morning, I remember this so clearly. The sun is just trying to find its way through this morning smog. You know, smog makes for spectacular sunrises, by the way. And I had to wait at the only junction that I needed to cross. Basically, let me explain. There are two routes. I could run a six k or a ten k, and the ten k. I had to do very early mornings as this meant crossing a very busy street. And if you, the late had got during the morning, it would become impossible to cross that. Anyway, this busy street, it led right into an area of very narrow streets, many small shops cramped there. And it was here where I stood. Basically, I, I, I came around the corner and at this junction, there is an elephant. I'm like, whoa and there's a guy on top i guess the driver so i couldn't speak his language and i was trying to communicate with the guy because i'm fascinated i'm standing next to an elephant i mean how cool is that and of course there's always a lot of people around you in india never on your own there and I, uh, um, some people knew a bit of English and uh, they explained to me, you know, yes, this elephant, he has a job today in this area. And they explained to me, it's a heavy lifting animal. It's intelligent. It can do complex tasks and it's very strong. And, and I was, what the elephant was going to go and do is going to work in that neighborhood. But what I remembered was that it was carrying a small stick with its trunk. And I tried to make a joke because that small stick that this huge elephant was holding on to. I mean, even a skinny runner like me could carry it. But my, my joke didn't get translated. I got lost in translation. Anyway, back to mental training and your mindset, 
running without constant doubts, no excuses. That's everything we'll talk about on this show. This is the third season, by the way, coming up fourth season. Everything that's keeping you from changing into your running gear. You know, the one you, you spend too much money on and hours on selecting. Yeah, exactly, that running gear. One of the most important factors, or perhaps the most important factor, is whether you convince yourself to take the next step. There you go. As simple as that. The next step is going to take you closer to the end of your run, the finish line, your running goal, your training plan. But <laughs> we are bombarded by the lucrative offers of an easier way to get things done. And of course, a, a lot of distractions for me. Even, exactly. Let's take me as an example. I've been searching for that ideal winter running jacket. I don't even know if it exists. I have one, a jacket that does the job so-so. I've been having it for, I think, uh, eight years. <laughs> Means it's not really great when the temperature is below five degrees. That's like somewhere below 40 Fahrenheit. And after or once you've built up a sweat and you're maybe 45, 50 minutes into your run, the jacket looks cool, but it also is cool. Wind sort of comes in through the side pockets. It's a bit too loose. There's no real drying effect. There's no buildup of heat or warmth either. Now, fact is, till date, I've not frozen to death, nor did I suffer any serious damage. No limbs got that had to be amputated, nothing like that. So the jacket must be sort of all right, I guess. But I think it's because I've unfortunately clicked on one of those ads you know, the, the snow-covered mountain peaks and surprisingly happy and extremely cool-looking runners come by in a jacket that looks like an expedition jacket. Mount Everest, here I come. They seem to fit perfectly. And there are at least five features that you can click on to learn more about some new space-age technology that will give you those benefits and those advantages. It's so overwhelming. It must be right. I... I doubt I'm going to buy one as the price is about a month's rent, depending where you live. And, and but maybe it's not about the money. It's more about this feeling of being overwhelmed and not fully understanding. It's lingering in your mind when you hear someone talk about meditation. And you might have heard about five benefits or even more, as in the jacket. I mean... I'm doing okay, I guess, sort of like. That might be your thought. And it might be that in some cases, the mere thought of the word mindfulness already leads to to some possible thoughts like this sitting eyes closed doing nothing visible and it's the complete opposite of what you as a runner should be doing i mean you're looking for more reasons to go out for a run here youtube suggests a video about meditation it can't be right and that might just be your ego talking right there summary different is wrong silly and stupid irrelevant might be Time to change your opinion to use different is just different and approach it at a, at a value neutral viewpoint. It might help with becoming aware that people or different opinions don't have to irritate or annoy you. It's just a different approach that that person has and you can just observe it. No need to fall into firing off quick one-liners of negative responses and getting out your Twitter and like, <laughs> you know what I mean. George Leonard, he stated already in the late 90s, and he, he was born in 1923. So in, in the late 90s that we society want everything fast and now. So he was born in 1923. He didn't even know about the internet yet when he wrote that. And I'll just remind you about my Ericsson. It was the hottest phone at the time. 
you know, instant and other than instant noodle, this is obvious. It's not how results are produced, except for those instant noodles, I guess. But hey, Heiko, isn't that what you're doing? Well, yes, exactly. I am promoting the aim of using mental techniques that give you a quick paradigm shift. Why? Because it's going to stir emotions that show a glimpse of that thing that could be different, that thought you had which all of a sudden isn't holding you back anymore. And this short insight will then lead to an openness and a willingness to explore and to use mental techniques in the long run. That's what I say about my books on Amazon. It's a short, quick, powerful guide, introductory. If you want to get complex and you want detailed studies, don't buy my books. But if you want to learn how to get the ball rolling, how to get started, this is an excellent option. It has got to do with getting into the flow, that level of, you know, where you're bored, you're doing the same old runs at the same old pace, or nothing happens there, there's no growth in there, you might as well stop, you know, compared to that speed workout, maybe that day you went to the track and you, you joined that group of faster runners and then you instantly realize, oh, I can't keep up, this is just too fast, <laughs> it happened to me as well, <laughs> so that most productive state is that fine line between Ah, uh, same old, same old, I'm getting bored, and oh my goodness, these guys are too fast, it's too difficult. It's that zone right there in the middle, that's the flow, that's where you need to get going, that's where you need to enter, and usually, nearly every technique on meditation from, from any service provider has proven that there are certain benefits, and meditation, just to sum it up, is nothing more than sitting down for 10 minutes and trying to stop your inner dialogue, that inner voice that those words your ego keeps on talking telling you about that inner dialogue that needs to be talking and talking and talking because because once it stops talking it'll lose its relevance <laughs> and this has been happening in your brain since well simple maths for you take your age minus 12 says you're 38 minus 12 it's been happening for uh, uh, 26 years and actually this inner dialogue from from, from the age 20 onwards, you would have been able to stop it, to silence it. But that's when we just got the Ericsons, isn't it? <laughs> and today, what that didn't take into equation is the bombardment of advertisement and information that creates so much noise. You know, five minutes ago, you didn't even know it existed, and now you want it. <laughs> now, back to the quick introduction into meditation. Sitting for 10 minutes and silencing your inner dialogue, that's the plan. Okay, and no, you don't need to sit cross-legged, nor do you need to stand on one leg and have some other funny shape. Sit on a chair, one perhaps you usually don't sit on, and close your eyes. Now, I know the meditation professionals, they must be cringing. No, no, you have to sit cross-legged like a nomad and keep your back straight and be one with... First thing that happens to most runners is, ouch, my back hurts, number two, my legs are going numb, and ouch, some, I'm getting a cramp. <laughs> Now, I happen to have one style that I've found to be accepted easily, especially by runners, and it's by um, Eyasvaran. Uh, it's, it's simpler to use or easier. Well, you don't need to do it cross-legged or uncomfortable position or standing on a mountain peak or in an ice river, okay? I'm joking about the last two parts. It's a technique that's actually very old. It was well-known in Europe, but somehow it got, it got forgotten, and the idea behind it is brilliant. You're going to get it, you're going to understand it immediately. What he said is that the issue with navigating an elephant in narrow streets is not the elephant's size, but it's the trunk. That trunk sways left and right. And you know what, I'm, what I recalled when I read that? 
I remembered that. When, what did I notice when I stood at that junction in New Delhi next to an elephant first time in my life? It was holding a small stick. Now, guess what? I could relate to this immediately. I understood exactly what he meant. It was like, boom, eye opener. Hello, I know precisely what you mean. I understand clearly. And Yasmaran says that our minds are like that elephant trunk. It's constantly swaying left and right, smooth motion. So we need a stick. Stops not only the elephant's trunk, but our minds from going here and there and all over the place. It's silencing our inner dialogue in times of stress, conflict, problems. Silencing that inner dialogue. This is not your, I need my decaf, my yoga gear and complete silence to get my daily meditation done. No, it's a, it's a constant repetition of a series of words. And I would recommend looking at his book and um, what you feel suitable for you. Use that. It's best you decide. What I might mention might not be to your liking. And then how to use those certain words. There are basically three stages you need to get the full benefit. The first stage is these mantras. They are to be used in situations where your concentration is not fully required. Now, this is, again, contrary to what the pros are going to tell you. This is real-life advice that I've been giving runners for a long time, and I've seen positive effects. You don't need to buy anything. You don't need to spend money. You don't need to enter your credit card. You don't need to worry about a subscription. Just be in an area, let's see, uh, like a waiting room, for example, or you're waiting in line, or perhaps you're waiting at the airport, about to board a flight. You know it's not boarding yet, but you know you've got to be ready, so you haven't got your laptop or your book out. You're sort of like really waiting. That's the ideal moment. Or maybe you're even going shopping without anything in mind. It's just you're out of the cold weather. You're walking in a big shopping mall and just walking along. And that is where you're going to be using that those sentences. And don't be surprised. It's going to take a, a long time to get that effect, some, somewhere between three and six weeks. And that is if you're using this technique, applying it throughout the day in situations where your concentration is not fully required. No, not where you're driving car. In, where you are perhaps a passenger in the car and the conversation has died down. And then the next step would be to incorporate this situation where you start thinking and thinking too much. You're suddenly overthinking it. Something came up and now you're thinking about it. And why is this here? And how did how come this happened? And, and this bill should have been back. Hang on. That's where you want to use exactly that mantra. That's stage one. And stage two, it's usually in the evenings where that worry might come up about something that we said or did during the day. Because we reflect and maybe get all worked up rather than working down in the evenings. We, we reflect back to what happened during the day. So that's the moment to use the mantra, stage two. Or in the mornings when you get, get up, some of us worry about what lies ahead of us, what's going to happen, how will it work. Because in the mornings you reflect on what's coming your way. So pick up that stick, and with that stick I mean that mantra, those sentences that you've picked out of the book. This is stage two. Stage three, on whilst during your run, rather than recollecting that obvious idiot that cut you off in traffic, seeing that we're all perfect drivers, rather than remembering that unpleasant person you had to deal with exactly what a, remember the mantra, you recall that extremely difficult call you had and it seemed like you just can't get your point across, why isn't he understanding, repeat the mantra. Running doesn't feel right today? Repeat the mantra. 
Am I going to do what it said in the workout plan, but it's so difficult? I'm repeat the mantra. Oh, hang on, those clouds up ahead, it looks like it's going to rain. I think I better turn. Repeat the mantra. What will happen is you will immediately be in the here and now. You'll be picking up that stuff like that elephant with the trunk grabbing that stick your thoughts will be on that current step on exactly that path sidewalk trail track wherever you happen to be your mind will not be able to go through the warm home the comfortable sofa that sandwich you hid in the back of the fridge oh, did you put your name on it that recollection of the last run which was terrible you felt oh, using the mantra will bring you to exactly where you plan to be and where you currently are now I've recommended this technique to so many runners and these are my findings okay so it's not a, a study from cambridge university or mit <laughs> no this this is a feedback i got over many years and the runners if they use it properly they tend to be more at ease they feel more balanced some of them have even overcome sleeplessness and so many have reported that they could reflect and handle stressful moments a lot easier. No, nobody became perfect. No, nobody became wonderful all of a sudden. No, but everybody got a little bit better in his or her way. Therefore, this is a perfect technique for those of you that are convinced that you don't have 10 minutes every day to invest in meditation. Uh, look, it's difficult for anyone just to sit down and to do nothing. You know, this technique is a bit like a, a firewall. It'll block off possible stressful situations. Hey, but if you're a Christian, you believe in Jesus Christ, the Heavenly Father, and the Holy Spirit, it's even easier. Why? Because it says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I'd say we get straight to the point with this one. You know, it's praying without ceasing. <laughs> Um, you probably already have it memorized. Congratulations. Just put it into practice. That doesn't mean that you need to have your head bowed, your hands folded, and your eyes closed. No, it's a dialogue. It's an open-ended conversation with God, our Maker. And at any point in the day, both you are welcome to jump back in. In a sense, these prayers, they have no end. Thanks for listening. Do share it with someone who you feel could use today's message. My name is Heiko. God bless you. And remember, take it easy.